Welcome to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist podcast. In this episode, you'll hear me, Jenny Scholick, in conversation with principal dancer Angelo Greco. This episode was recorded on February 3rd, 2019, before a performance of Helgi Thomason and Yuri Posikov's Don Quixote. Hope you enjoy. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, welcome to our closing performance of Don Quixote and our Meet the Artist interview. Um, feel free to keep on trickling in. It's open seating for this talk, and then you can go find your real seats later. Uh, I'm Jenny Scholick. I'm the Associate Director of Audience Engagement here at San Francisco Ballet, and I am very pleased to be here today with principal dancer Angelo Greco. Good evening. Uh, good afternoon. Afternoon, evening, whatever. <clears throat> um, a little bit of housekeeping uh, before we get going for real. Uh, first off, this is one of many audience engagement programs we do here at San Francisco Ballet. Um, if you go to our website and look under events, you'll find a variety of both pre-performance talks and ticketed events. One that we have coming up in a couple of weeks, not a couple of weeks, a week from today, actually, is called Exploring Etudes, where we will um, take a pretty deep dive into that ballet uh, before it appears on program three, program three. Um, and in addition, we do uh, record these Meet the Artist talks and our Wednesday night points of view lecture as podcasts. So you can find those on your favorite podcast player or on our website. So I am really pleased to be here, as I said, with Angelo Greco, who joined the company as a soloist in 2016 and was promoted the following year to principal dancer and who we've gotten to see this week in the role of Basilio in Don Quixote. So... Welcome again. Thank you. Um, pause for applause. Uh, some of us got to see a bit of your performance last night as Basilio. So how are you feeling uh, this morning, about 12 hours later? Well, <clears throat> that's right. Yeah, that's the right way to explain how I feel now. But um, let's say that this ballet is one of my favorite ballets. It's uh, really... Powerful ballet, technical-wise, is really beautiful, poor classical. Um, I like the energy. It's not uh, the usual full-length classical like Swan Lake or Giselle. They're really dramatic, those kind of ballet. Since Basilio is totally different, it's more like energetic, it's, it's young energy, you know, like you want to have fun, play around. You know, it's like different. It's a different way to appreciate, uh, appreciate yeah. life. So uh, that's why I really like it. Do you remember the first time that you saw Don Quixote? Yes. I, it was actually my first year that I started dancing. I think I was 14 years old when I started dancing professionally. Quite late. But yeah, that was the first time that I saw... Donkey shot with Barishnikov and Cinzia Arbe is amazing, lovely. That, I think it, that's why I fall in love with Donkey shot. Like seeing Barishnikov doing that ballet is like wow. You know, you see him just walking on stage. You're like, who is that guy? I mean, why he got so much energy? It's like a light that you see around him. You're like, wow, beautiful. Yeah, that I think was the first time that I saw Donkey shot. Yeah. So. Um 
going to go back in time a little bit. You said you first saw the ballet when you were about 14, shortly after you started dancing, which is pretty late. Can you tell us a bit about how you first got into dance at that yes. point in your life? So let's say, you know, I'm from Italy, so every Italian kid plays soccer, you know, that's usual. Uh, so I was playing soccer and I was 12 and I was like, mom, I just, you know, I was loving playing soccer. It's just that I don't think it was my thing. It was good to play, but that's it. Uh, so I was like, I should find something else. And I tried basketball, volleyball, everything, swimming, nothing was matching me. So I was like, you know, probably I should try something else, you know. And she was like, well, you know, we, have, we are in a little town in Italy, so there is not much to do. And she was like, well, we can try to bring in this little school. It's a ballet school. And I was like, ballet? Okay, if you want me to try it, I can go. So I remember the first time that I entered in this school, I was sitting with my mother and trying to watch what they were doing. They were doing some modern, yeah, class. And uh, after literally five minutes, I was like, Mom, Mom, let's go. This is horrible. Yeah, that was literally how I start. Like a week later, I was like, Mom, you know what? Bring me there. I'm going to try to do it. And actually, it was beautiful because the first time that I took class, I was feeling, of course, embarrassed because I was the only guy in the room. So I was like, uh, okay, I'm here, you know, at the bar, like trying to do something. I didn't even know what I was doing. Um, but yeah, my teacher was like, Angelo, don't worry. Time by time, step by step, you, you will get it. You will get it there. So that's how I fell in love with this beautiful art. So um, from your training and getting back a little bit into Don Quixote, you know, Basilio is such a virtuosic role. You get to do so many kind of tricks almost, right? Jumps, turns, it's major in that regard. Is that, some, is that style of dancing something you were always drawn to from the beginning? Did it come easily to you? Uh, well, let's say that it's never easy, of course. Tricks are complicated. You must be concentrated and you must know how to get there. And the most important thing is the preparation for a jump is the preparation. For a period is the preparation. So... Um, I think I've been training uh, to do this. Like I, when I started professionally at 14 years old, I had this teacher that was coaching me from 2 p.m. till 7 p.m. Poor classical, like really strict. Uh, because classical, it is square in a way. It is square. It doesn't have doesn't have to look square when you're on stage, but when you learn it, it's really square. Um, so, yes, I think it comes natural to me to do those kind of things. Uh, but if I have to be real, of course I'm, like, freaking out when I'm backstage and I have to go inside. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can make it. Uh, you know, like, trying to breathe and calm down. I'm like, okay, Angelo, don't worry, it's just dance. You have to go in and dance. That's all you have to do. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, you know. That's... So, you know, you're saying you, you stand backstage and you have to sort of calm yourself down. How do you, you know, prepare in advance, both mentally and physically, for a role like this one? You know, Basilio's on stage and he just dances, like, 
almost nonstop throughout this ballet. Mm -hmm. How do you prep for that? Okay, let's say I go back like 12 hours ago. So for yesterday, what I did, let's say I took class in the morning. Uh, I try something, of course, after class I try some pirouettes, some tricks, some, you know, marking through mentally the choreography if I remember every single step, you know. After that, I went to do some PT because you need it. Your legs are like, you don't feel it. You're like, are you still there? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, after that, I took a little bit of sleep. And, well, I'm Italian, so you have to go and, you know, get dinner, a big dinner, you know, pasta, second and dessert. And after that, I was like, oh, wow, it's two hours. I just have two hours to get ready and go on stage, so... Um, better to be back uh, makeup and the most important thing that I really love is makeup hair and makeup that's the moment that you like get into the personality you get into the palette you're like starting to think how like you're trying to believe that you're real Basilio you know it's me it's Basilio so that's the most important part for me before a ballet <clears throat> of course after that, you put on the costume. That's the worst moment because you're putting the costume and like, okay, I got 30 minutes and I have to be on stage. So, you know, yeah, you're starting to feel like, okay, shaking a little bit, like, okay, I'm almost there. But once you go on stage, it's beautiful. Like, once you go on stage, you already know what you have to do. So the only thing that you have to do for real is enjoying yourself. If you don't enjoy force yourself, the audience will never receive anything. There is, is dance. I feel is about energy, and not just dance. In general, I think life is about energy. So you feel, if you feel quiet, nervous, or scared, or I don't know, uh, people outside they can see how you feel. So it's better just to be who you are and just enjoy what you're doing and do your best to give something for you guys to the audience. So you said it's when um, you start doing your hair and makeup that you start to really feel like you're becoming Basilio or the character you're going to portray. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about this particular character? You know, who is Basilio? How do you understand him? So let's say that the first act in Don Quixote First of all, the music is energetic. It's Minkus, beautiful music. I love it. Um, you start, you know, just, you know, imagine that you're a young guy, you know, going outside, going, I don't know, like, with friends, and you see them, and you're like, you feel a little bit like the top of the crew, like everyone is looking at you, and you're like, yeah. hi, guys, I'm here. That's kind of the, the feeling, the first enter that you have is that, that feeling, that kind of feeling. And the first time that you enter in this place, in this new town with all your friends, and you turn around and you see, you see a girl back there, and you're like, hmm, there's something interesting, you know, like, let's play a little bit. So you start, you know, it's like um, trying to get attention. You're trying to get her attention to you. So you, you know, you're you do everything to get her attention, of course. And, and you know that she's looking at you even if she doesn't look at you. So, 
it's pretty funny. The first act is more like playing with each other, trying to, um, you know, have a connection. And uh, this is, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, this is the first act, always, like, trying to get connection between each other, uh, trying to get her attention, play with a friend when she doesn't look at you, and you're like, oh, well, you know, there is someone else over there. And, of course, she's like, oh, you come here, you know, like, those kind of things. After, the second act, they start to become more uh, intimate. Like, uh, you know each other, and you start, you know, you, you want to have, have your own time, just you and her. And I think that's the moment when, you know, you really understand what she feels for you and what you feel for her, you know, and that's a romantic ballet in this ballet that is not quiet, it's not Romeo and Juliet, of course, but... Um, that's the, what we want to say to the audience like we are trying to understand more each other and in the second act this is different it's a different version uh, when I did Nuriev the tavern it was in the second act but here right after the triads there is the tavern and um, that's the moment that you're trying to get married in a way but uh, the father of her doesn't want to uh, so, you know, you try to do everything to convince the father and at some point you have this crazy idea uh, and you're trying to kill yourself. You're like, don't worry, I'm going to fake to kill myself. And you, you have to say to him, like, get married, I want to get married with him even if he's not alive. So that's the um, joke they were trying to do to get married. Uh, and uh, the second act finished like this, like the father is like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, marry you with this guy that is not even alive. And the se a second later, I'm like, oh, yes, I am alive. So, but you already done the work, so we are married. And this is how we finish the second act. And the third act is like, I love the padre. The padre is beautiful and variation and code is like, Stamina-wise, it's really hard. Technically-wise, it's really hard, but it's beautiful. It's like, poor classical, white, tights. You can see everything. For a dancer, I'm telling you, the feeling is the worst feeling ever because, you know, like, oh, my God, I make a little mistake, and they can see it, you know? It's like, but that's classical, you know? Mm, classical ballet, you cannot hide anything. Um... But yeah, that's the marriage, and it's beautiful. I love the I love the energy, I love the connection there is between me and the partner. And the variation is really technical, uh, um, really hard. Technical-wise, it's really hard. And you do the variation right after the pas de So you finish the pas de they're like, oh, oh, okay, take bow, um, you know, clap more, clap more. Uh, I need time to, you know, get my energy back. So you're walking back, you know, because of course I'm going to walk. I'm not running to get my position. I walk, you know, stylish, you know, but I walk. <laughs> like this I can, you know, get energy back. But after the, when the music started, and the music is really, I mean, powerful, and it just takes me inside, and I'm like, okay, let's jump. So, and um, I use, I mean, I do the variation, I do quiet, I mean, I take inspiration by Nuryev, so I try to do 
same jumps that he does, of course, not in the same way. Of course, there is just one Baryshnikov, you know, just not, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's the quiet inspiration that I have. Most inspiration I have is like Baryshnikov or Nuryev. That's, they're my two idol in the world of the dance. And I think we should look at them, try to get, you know, evolve this uh, way that they start. Uh, classical is, I think in this moment, classical is kind of dying, I must say, unfortunately. Um, they did the best classical, they did already the best panel, like Romain Juliet, you know, Giselle, Swan Lake, and Don Quixote, but we didn't really build uh, anything above that, except that we changed totally way, and we're doing more contemporary and classical. But, uh, yeah, I think now we should start bringing both of those ways, contemporary and classical, in a growing way, because classical is really important, I think, and it's important for, for a dancer. Is really imp- I mean, I discovered myself with classical ballet, you know. It's so hard, like... I remember my teacher when I just started and like I was failing every time like trying to do a jump and I was on the floor every three seconds. And I was like, I, I, you know, I almost give up. I was like, I can't, I'm sorry. And he was screaming at me like, oh, so when you have a problem in your life, the only thing that you can do is just turn the back and run away. I was like, no, but you know, I, I, I don't make it. And he was like, yeah, you know, in life you fail, you get up, you try, you fail, you get up, you try until you make it. And it was right. And that's classical to me. That's beautiful. If you really done mm, classical in a really good way, for the audience too, it's amazing. But you really need to be on it, and energetic-wise and uh, technical-wise, and everything have to be there. So that's why I like, I love classical, yeah. <laughs> Um, so one last question from me, and then I'm going to open it up uh, to audience questions. So feel free to think about those. Um, you mentioned that uh, this isn't the only version of Don Quixote that you've done. You've guested in this role around the world. Um, how different are these versions? But I think you've done the Nuryev and then the Hilera after Baryshnikov. Is that in addition yeah. to this one? Um, well, let's say the Bar- um, so. The first Don Quixote that i done, I was 19 years old, and I did Don Quixote in La Scala, Nuria version. And I think it's really hard, the version, because Nuria was quite crazy. It was like, you know, it doesn't matter. Left or right is the same thing. You just do it, you know. I do the choreography. I did it. If I did it, you can do it. That was his kind of way of thinking. Um... And you, the first act uh, here, I start with mostly mimic. Uh, I don't have a solo. I mean, since Nuria version, I was starting with a variation. I think one of the harder variation. And you're like, wow, okay, let's go on stage. And it was really scary, I, I must say. Beautiful, but scary. Uh, I don't know, every, they're, they're different. You can see, you know, like um, the choreographer try, when try to choreograph something, he put himself inside the choreography. So, of course, a uh, little thing changed. The story doesn't change, that's the story. Um, 
but you can see from the choreography, you can see the personality of the choreographer, so you understand perfectly everything. I think, um, I, I don't know how to explain, I don't really know the difference between one choreography and another. I mean, yes, there is different kind of, you know, variation, enters and um, ways, and I don't know, I don't know how to explain, sorry, this is really hard to explain. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Nuriev was one of my, uh, I think, it was my first, so probably that's why I really enjoyed doing that. But I did also Baryshnikov version, and it's beautiful, that one too. Nuriev was more grounded. Uh, it didn't have man, much, many jumps, many tricks. Nuriev was more like about fifth position, like about the position of your body on stage, and you're like, you're there, you know, you look at her, the way that you... Um, give the hand to her to call her to give her to take her attention. Baryshnikov was more like tricky, like it was a beautiful turn, beautiful jumper, like all the tricks that he did, they were amazing. So it was more like uh, energetic wise, like trying to reach the audience with like all those technique jumps and, and turns and everything. And this version of everything actually and there is a lot of jump a lot of jump a lot of turn um, but they're all similar and it's the ballet is energetic and powerful and fun it's it's really fun i think donkey shot it's not like different full lengths like oh yes as i said before like swan lake and she said are different full lengths this one is more like easy for the audience to look and enjoy. Yeah, it's super fun. So um, we do have a few minutes for some questions. Um, I will repeat the question. So yes, right here. Uh, the question is about how many roles you dance maybe in a given season um, for the San Francisco Ballet. In the coming season? Let's say in the coming season. I don't know either. <laughs> but last season. Oh. Last, I mean, that sort of averages well, out, right? Well, I did um, oh my god well we had the Unbound program right so you uh, did three ballets three, in the Unbound then like Tanto Walsh Dwight Roden and Christopher Wilden after we had oh my god you did Sleeping Beauty I did Sleeping Beauty <laughs> yes I did Sleeping you were Beauty. in Frankenstein I did Frankenstein you were in a variety of the mixed rep programs but I'm yes, gonna I did. you did, I did. Serenade yeah. I didn't serve. Did I not did do Serenade. No, unfortunately, no. The Millepied? Millepied, no. no. Oh my God, I don't even remember. That no, means that you have so a lot of ballet in your life. I mean, I okay. would say you probably do uh, between six and ten ballets in a given season. No, would that I'm, be? I'm going to do like Etude, Divertimento 15, uh, what else? Fifth season. Like, and I've been trying those kind of ballet during the performance. So you arrive in the end of the day that you're like no energy and you have the performance to do. So it's like, you know, like tiring. Uh, and after we have Sleeping Beauty again, can't wait to dance that. Um, and after we have... Uh, we have a few of the Unbound ballets coming back. The yes, Chris Wilden is coming yeah, back. Wielden. Uh, there's the new Yuri Ballet and the new Liam Scarlet. Yeah. Liam Scarlet, I'm not in it. In um, there is... 
Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. I'm not in Little Mermaid. <laughs> uh, Shostakovich? Um, At the end of the season? I'm not sure. Rotmansky? I'm not sure yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely in, You're in that. Yes, yeah. I am. Thought so. It's, uh, we're all kind of working like what's happening the next two weeks. <laughs> Yes. We all look at you the know, rehearsal schedule and try to day stay day. Like a few days ahead of ourselves, I think. Um, yes, right here. So the question is how far in advance you know who your partner is going to be in a big full length like Don Quixote, and how does your preparation change kind of once you know that? How my preparation change? Yeah, you know, if you just sort of knew you were doing Don Quixote versus you know who you're dancing it with and you're really in rehearsal. So, for example, Don Quixote, I knew that my partner was Matteo Frusti in October, I assume, yeah. And we started rehearsing that moment for like two weeks, just to have an idea of what we were going through. Just to, you know, I never danced with her before, so I didn't even know her. And usually you need to... um, have furioso just to understand each other, you know, body-wise and, you know, connection. You need connection. Uh, but, of course, we didn't have much time because we had, we were rehearsing others' ballads. And we came back in Donkey Shot in December. So we had three weeks, four weeks to put all together. Uh, but we were rehearsing every day, of course, because the time is short and you need to uh, really know each other, trust each other, uh, especially for uh, big lifts, like lifts with one hand and stuff like that. Like, she needs to trust me, otherwise she's not going to be there, uh, <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, it's quite funny in the beginning because you're like, okay, um, so no, I think your body has to be a little bit in the right side. And she's like, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, and you, you know, you just start fighting, having a fight for nothing. And then it's just lift. Like when you're doing a lift, it's all about coordination. And that's the only way to get there. So it's complaining or just having a fight like that is just quite stupid and funny, actually. All right, I saw a hand, yes. This, so the question is, is there any talking in this ballet, or is it all just ballet? So let's say that ballet, in general, classical ballet, uh, there is no talking. You can't talk on stage. But you talk with the movement of your body, of course. Um, let's say that in, begin- in the beginning, when I start doing full lens like that, during Romeo and Juliet or Don Quixote or, I don't know... Uh, Manon, every time that I was on stage, I was talking. I was like, you uh, are beautiful. I was doing that. And it's not right. I remember my director coming backstage and screaming at me like, Angelo, you cannot talk on stage. And I'm like, but this is what I'm saying. And he's like, no, you know, that's his move. That's it. You're speaking with your body, not with your mouth. Keep your mouth closed. That's... So that's the answer, like, no, we're not talking. We're, you know, speaking with our hand, like, if I say, you are beautiful, or uh, I love you, or something like that. But, like, during the rehearsal, you can do that. You can speak and doing it just to get used to it, to what you're saying. But, of course, on stage, you're not going to talk, yeah. 
All right, and that we are at time. I'm so sorry, but thank you guys all for being here today, and thank you so much to Angela. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a good performance. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist podcast. For more podcasts and other audience engagement programs, check out sfballet.org or your favorite podcast player.